What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's four past six. Kia good morning and welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And the most important part of that sentence is the first one because after going AWOL, going walkabout in the in Queensland's outback, he is back, Israel Dag. How are you, brother? Daggy the Wrangler. Hey going. Good dingo to be dagger. Back. <laughs> dingo dagger. Hey, I don't even see one dingo while there. Ripped off. Couldn't believe it. Do you see Robbie Deans? <laughs> no, I didn't see Robbie oh, Deans. Okay. Didn't right. see anything rugby orientated, really, let's be honest. Plenty happening over there while well, well, we're there in terms of Rugby Australia, but uh, look, everywhere we went, we spoke about the Wallabies, and well, hardly anyone knew about it, because we're in Queensland, and uh, <laughs> the reality is, yeah, people that wanted to talk about it, they were pretty quiet. Mm, yeah. I bet they were. I bet mm. they were, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how was that trip, mate? How did you survive four <laughs> weeks with Beaver in Outback Queensland? Oh, look, it's fair to say that Beaver um, was quite over me. After it, uh, he he started calling me BA, BA, and uh, you know, high and mighty. Oh. Uh, born again, born again. Dagger. Oh right, mm. right, right. Not BA Baracus <laughs> from the A team. <laughs> no, it was. He called me BA every single day. Born again. Look, it was a totally different trip to France. Uh, I'll be completely honest. Mm. The best thing about Queensland is you get up at five, you go for a walk, you go get a coffee. Everyone's out. Everyone's into their, their morning because it's 30 degrees. You go for a swim, you go to the gym. So every morning at 5, 5.30, I think even one time we got up because we started at 7, we were up at quarter to, four, uh, quarter to 5 to go to the gym. Um, so that paints a good picture of how well behaved we were. <laughs> it yeah. was totally different. I think the latest I went out, oh, the reason I had to go out late is we were in Sunshine Coast and the one and only Richard Kahui, Cax, comes and uh, visits us, and, well, Beaver's well and truly thirsty by then. So I got dragged around in our Hyundai people mover, and I was on uh, driving duties, and, well, they dragged me around till 2.30 in the morning. So that was the latest. <laughs> yeah. But still sober. Three Excellent. and a half months. Well done, mate. Well done, because when you, when you told me you're going out back Aussie, I was like, that's hot. You develop a thirst there. It could yeah. be. It could be. They, 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 <laughs> this is a real test for the dagger. Now, well, did you go any of those zero point zero percent Heinekens or anything like that? I I had um, zero the um, northern the Great Northern. Oh yeah, they're, they're a nice drop over in Australia. Uh, I went zeros on those, and then you just tripped your typical zero um, percent Peronis and things like that. But yeah, look. Day one, we fly in, it's 30 degrees, and I'm like, man, this is hot. Wow, this is going to be a hell of a trip. We go to the Outback, we, we travel to Longreach. We were meant to get an overnight train for 25 hours, thank goodness. No, I'm not saying thank goodness, but there was bushfires happening. Yeah. Uh, so we weren't able to get the train, which Bev and myself gave it a bit of a wink and a fist pump. So we flew into a place called Longreach. Well, I walked out of the airport, 
43 degrees. <laughs> Stinking hot. <laughs> and, uh, mate, it, it was a good trip. Absolutely good trip. Um, Longreach is actually the home of Qantas. Queensland and, Nor- uh, Queensland and Northern Service. No, Queensland and Northern Territory Aerial Service. Uh, is that what Qantas stands for? That's what Qantas stands for. Yeah. And Longreach was the home of Qantas. That's where it was all created and started. Um, but, mate, awesome trip. Day one, seen a snake. Obviously. Day one, seen a snake. We said, no, we can't. This is only the first day, and we've seen a snake cr- cross the road, and we're in our bus. We said, don't stop, mate. But we're here, obviously, stopping. Didn't happen. And uh, and then, mate, we did everything. We saw a cassowary. So a cassowary yeah. is a, a relative of the dinosaurs. It's yeah. like our, our moa emu. It's got big claws, and you never see them. We saw them. We saw it halfway through a trip up in the wild. So sweet. The the famous thing about the cassowary is the male does all the work. So the chick, you know, has the baby, and yeah. then she wanders off, and the chicks hang out with dad till till they're old enough. And then he boots them off, and then they do it all again. Ah, interesting. So flip it, flip it around. Yeah, look, it was an awesome trip. Um, a different trip in terms of France, and mate, just knowing that Queensland's right there, three hours away. And we only scratched the surface, because I'll tell you how we stat. If Queensland was its own country, it'll be the 18th biggest country in the world. Ooh, That's how big stat. it is. <laughs> stat attack. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. As always, great to have you back, brother. Great to have you Thank back you. on board, mate. Good and uh, no doubt the family. How are you, Rick Dog? Oh, mate, I'm... I'm uh, I'm I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, we had COVID go through the house, but uh, <laughs> I heard, mate. What's uh, going on? Oh, You've had COVID your whole life, though, with that cough. Oh, mate. Well, yeah. The <laughs> funny thing is, I had that cough, and it wasn't that wasn't COVID, mate. Mm. I got I got sicker than I've ever been. I reckon. I you know, and you know how good blokes go when they're crook. Um, but I was like, man, I was like, oh, something up here. I'm not sure. Went to the doctors. They was like, nah. Not COVID, no, nah, nothing else. It's just something you got a flu or something. It's like ah, oh. and I got over that, and then I was just about right, and I took my daughter swimming, and started getting the. I thought I was getting a head cold. Mm. wasn't too wasn't real gnarly or anything, but it was a you know a head cold, but snotty and a bit of a sneeze, and I was like ah, oh. tested positive for COVID. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Is that thing still going around? Well, there's been a, a mate of mine works in a medical centre, and she said like they've had a massive spike in the last sort of month, six weeks. Wow! Uh, they reckon over five thousand cases a day. It's a it's a new strain. Yeah, crazy. We didn't even hear about it in Australia. Can't um, survive in the heat, mate. You just burn it all off. <laughs> just burn it off, mate. Honestly, I can understand why so many Kiwis moved to the to Queensland. Like you, you wake up. And it's 30 degrees. It's not stinking, and it's not a harsh heat like New Zealand. When we get a hot day, it's just burns you. It's just a constant nice heat, and it's just a great way to start your day. How's yeah, the Because tan? I was getting up early. Oh, the tent. Oh, do you want me to take my shirt off? Go on. Oh, go on then. Okay. <laughs> Look, because the you... reality is we, I, ha- I set myself a goal yeah. when I went over there to train every day. and Well, train pretty much every day, and we didn't train in a place called Danger Rainforest which is in the middle of nowhere. And if you want to go to a rainforest, like David Attenborough said, you don't need to go to any other... Da- uh, you don't need to go to the Amazon if you've got the Daintree. Bang. It's that good. Um, we, I, I did 100 press-ups and 100 sit-ups minimum a day. Wow, that's I good. Which I continued on throughout, um, throughout that trip. So I've got a... Yeah, I'm, I'm the, pretty, um, pretty regular, chocolate at the moment. Rig looking pretty good then. 
I don't make me take shit off. No, well, mate, you're in Christchurch. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> mate, well, how, how much... Beaver got sick of me, B.A. <laughs> B.A. How, how much of a uh, shock to the system was that going from 30, 40 degrees to Christchurch? Mate, it was so cold yesterday. Um, I think in the morning got up to 15. And I was like, oh, this is not bad. But then in the afternoon, it was just freezing. Yeah, it was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, but, mate, it's great to be home. The kids are chuffed. They are sleeping in my bed, so it's, um, it's <laughs> they're kicking me in the head all night, so it's back to reality for me. Um, but it's good to be home, back on the airways, and, and ready to rip into a, to a big show. Yeah, mate, well, excellent. Yeah, let's let's have a look at what we've got coming up, because we have uh, Justin Nelson uh, talking basketball. The Sales NBL have introduced a trade window, the first yeah. pro league in New Zealand to do that. We'll talk to him about what that means and how it works. Uh, Giancarlo Italiano, the coach of the uh, Phoenix, we've got him on the show as well. I pre-recorded this chat yesterday uh, with him, uh, Dagger, so you can put your feet up mm. and grab a coffee. And then, uh, and, and old mate of yours, Sam Parks, is coming yeah. on after eight as well. Yeah, the reigning King of the Ring champion. Uh, I went to school with Sam Parks. He's obviously playing for East Coast. Yep. So he's he's very good at rugby. But he was a young kid when I was at high school, and cheeky as hell. Like he's from, uh, he's up the coast, you know, yep. above Gizzy and Ruatoria ways. His family. I went to. School. I was actually a year older than his brother Ben Parks, and I played a bit of rugby with him. And uh, he was cheeky man. And then I was watching um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I, was, I, was, I said, Sam Parks, he put up a clip on Facebook, and I was like, oh, yeah, what's this fella up to? Watch his YouTube, and I was like, holy. Oh, hey. And here's me probably giving this guy a little check around the ears for being cheeky at school. Wouldn't yeah. touch him now. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we'll, have to br- we'll have to bring that up in the, uh, in the interview. <laughs> Do not mate. bring it up. <laughs> I'd be like, so uh, is it true that the last person you lost a fight to was Izzy <laughs> when you were like 12 and he beat yeah. you up? I think he was about <laughs> 11, mate. He was that young, and he was cheeky as Hell, but um, mate, looking forward to having a chat to him. He's doing great things in the fighting scene. He actually tried to have a crack up at uh, the Northland Tunnyfars. It didn't quite eventuate, but be cool to chat him about that and and where does he see his rugby career going as well? Yeah, we'll do all of that. Uh, it's also SENZ roll call. Text us now. Where are you listening to us? What are you doing? And how are you listening to us? Double eight, double three. Roll call. Let us know where you are. Hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher up for grab today as well. With who am I? I speak English, Mandarin, and Romanian. There you go. That is your first clue. I speak English, Mandarin, and Romanian. Double eight, double three. You know, you've got it. I got it. I got it, Robbie, pretty easily, didn't I? Yeah. All over it, sharp, mate. It's because your body's a temple down that's cleaned your mind. (laughs) No, no, no. It's because I watch this person and become a fan. All oh, right, okay, and that, <laughs> and that. Okay, double eight, double three. So we've got uh, lots going on on the show today. We want to hear from you uh, on the roll call and see if you know the answer to who am I for that hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher. Let's get to triple three. Round one, fight. Three big questions of the day. The first one was how was Queensland, but we kind of did that. It was very good. It was very good. I could see myself there in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Sunshine Coast. Retired to the sunshine? Retired. It was cool, though, because we got uh, pulled up from a guy, Steve, actually, in the Gold Coast. He listens to our show, so he must get up early and and tune in. So he was absolutely chuffed. But, yeah, Queensland was good, but it's great to be home. There's nothing like home in your own backyard. Beautiful. Round two. A story came out yesterday that Chloe Knott um, from the Wellington Phoenix, now she has been with them since day dot. She's played in every game they've played as well over the the third season. 
Uh, but she's pulled the pin. She said, yeah. nah, I'm out. And basically said it is the financial pressure because of what they earn or don't earn. Um, so she has a mortgage she has to pay in Auckland with her partner. She has to pay for a rental in Wellington. Mm. So she gets paid by the Phoenix to play, but she has jobs before training and after training to pay all the bills. Yeah. And I, I it's just got her, too mecky. Yeah, I read her um, release on her Instagram um, on, on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, well, fair enough. You know, like when they've got to move from their home base to Wellington, that should be in the clause to say accommodation and a car should be provided because that is stress when you're playing at high performance that you do not need. Mm. You know, like you got to pay your own own support along that way. Like it's, that's probably 101 of professional sport, and it, and it really shines a light of uh, women's sport, particularly in the football arena in, in New Zealand. Yeah. Like, we, we are starting to make games in terms of rugby. They're getting to a place where players are getting paid, players, um, you know, equality is is similar to, to the men's in terms of travelling, probably not the financial side of it, but uh, I, I applaud her for standing up for it because the reality is people will probably see the, the glitz and glamour on the 90 minutes on the field, but the hard work that's off the field, it's... It's it's pretty challenging for these these players, and I I've met Chloe. She was, I did an event with her in Auckland. She speaks really really well. Um, so I guess the question is, Rick Dog is is what's she going to do now? Is she going to? Because if she's the reason she's here, is Iran in their in their own mind feel like they can play in the EPL over in in, in the north, and that's where the money is for these players, but. Is she good enough to and capable enough to go to another team? Is someone else in the A League, or is it is it a problem with A League as a whole in terms well, of the women's well, game? I think, They're not there. I think it's possibly part of that. I think the uh, A League budget for a women's team is somewhere around six seven hundred thousand mm. dollars, right? And that's for the whole squad. Yeah. So each player's getting maybe so what, that's 30? that salary that salary. Yeah. She's probably more talking about help. Yeah. Outside of the game, you know, like. She's picking up her whole life. Like with the Players Association, when you're a player outside of the region and you have to move to another region to play NPC or Super Rugby, you get a travel allowance. So you get a sum of money that will help towards rent and, and transportation. Um, you know, I think it was maybe $8,000, something like that, for you to move for four months to go and play rugby. Look, it's not a hell of a lot, but it helps. It helps, you know, to take that stress of having to worry about paying rent. Why don't they do something like that? Well, that's because uh, that, that's not that's, involved in the salary cap. No, that's a great question actually, and mm. it's something we should probably put to the Phoenix and find out. I mean, the other thing is, is he while you were away, they announced there's going to be an A League team out of Auckland next season, but mm, they're not so putting yeah. a women's team until the following season. Um, mm. But also, Chloe not wants to play for New Zealand, uh, but she's got to do the residency. And she needs another year, so that's why she can't just bugger off and go and play up in England again. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I saw that. Well done on that announcement, Rick Dog. I saw you you're in there riding the in the pack. Oh mate. Yeah, in there with the microphone out, looking like a proper journalist and stuff. Well you'd you'd say as a female uh, woman you'd you but I think this is an A League like when they've got a salary cap that's six, seven hundred thousand, that's a salary cap, so you you're not gonna get any more money out of them. Whereas a guy like Ben was it Ben Foley that's that bought it? Bill Foley, yeah. Bill Foley. Um yeah, well he's worth plenty. Oh, mate, he but said he's, he wants to spend as much as the cap will allow him. Mm. Is there third-party deals allowed? Not sure, actually. I'd have to do some homework on that, Dagger. But it was interesting what you said about the about rugby because, you know, uh, Kempi and I 
had uh, Taylor Johnson on to talk about the Super Alpeki teams the other day. Mm. And he said, you know, the way that it's aligning with Super being up to, it's a six-round comp now as opposed to three, they've doubled that. Um, but the way it fits in with the NRLW means that female athletes can play both, you know, and there's a few like we had, we had Noel uh, Williams-Guthrie on, yep. and she said, I've already signed for the Titans for next year, so I'm not not looking to play for the Black Ferns. I'm just going to do my time in Super Rugby Alpeki and then move on and play Rugby League again. Um, so we talked about that with Taylor Johnson, but mm. she actually said that in uh, the Farah Palmer Cup, which is amateur, right, you don't get paid for playing in the, in the Farah Palmer mm. Cup, why Kator put the hard word on two players, I choose either play league or play union, you can't do both. Mm. And they went, all right, we're going to go play league. Yeah. And they lost them both. So, <laughs> why would you even do that with the product they've got over in the in our, in RLW? Like, yeah. it's, it is absolutely flying, and a lot more players are going to do it. So, you're just going to have to accommodate, which really leads us into our next question. It does. Round three. Funny this, how players who go overseas to play then start talking about this, I think. Uh, but uh, uh, let's get to the question. So Sam Kane is now playing in Japan. He says that the NZR should look at selecting players from overseas. Now, uh, I'm just trying to think who it was at Stuff. Somebody at Stuff has done a list Mark of Hinton. players. It was it Mark Hinton? Yeah, it's a great oh, – no, Paul Cully, sorry. Paul Cully. Yeah, did a great piece on a, a, a 15 – of guys who could play for the All Blacks that Scott Robertson can't select because they're based overseas. Mm. So the question is, who would you change that rule for? Oh. Look, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I know a lot of players and people would love to see it, but then those same people are complaining that the All Blacks aren't playing in Super Rugby. You know, yeah. so... If they're not going to be here playing in our own backyard and we're going to select them from overseas, that is the demise of New Zealand rugby. It'll deplete our strength, and reality is we're going to lose a lot of young players, young players that potentially could play for the All Blacks, not playing for their region, not wearing the black and white hoops. Um, but in so, like you think South Africa do it? Yep. Australia have done it to a degree, Matt Gitto rule. Um, but outside of that, there's no one else. You got England that picking their own backyard. Yep. And you've got uh the France. The Welsh and France that picking their own backyard. Yep. So are we gonna move because of South Africa and they are world champions and they do do it really well, but the reality is the Rand just doesn't stack up for these players to they can make potentially quadruple of what they make at home. Um look I'm I think we still need to relax and, and do a bit more of, of diving into this before we make those those big decisions. Um, if there was one player that would love to see get back out there, I'd say it'd have to be our team position at the moment. Mm. Um, you've got Damien McKenzie uh, that will potentially play 10, um, but outside of that, there's there's really no one else. Um, so you allow Richie Moongo, yeah, Bodie's coming back anyway, but Richie's stated pretty clear and obvious he's going to be over there for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. So uh, it's an interesting one. I, mm. I do. Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Uh, well, if, if I was going to bring any player back at the moment, I, it would be Shannon Frizzell. But mm. um, because I think I don't think we have a six totally. like him, you know. Uh, but on this, I, I just think we need to be smarter. New Zealand rugby last mm. time, and not just New Zealand rugby. To be yeah. fair to them, it's Super Rugby. Yeah, didn't do the Japanese thing properly because they went to the Japanese rugby union and not to the teams, not to the Toshibas yeah. and the Panasonics and things. Yeah. Those are the people they need to talk to. 
Oh, we've yeah. lost South Africa. We need another market that's got bring them in, Rick Dog. Sponsorship dollars. Bring in four Japanese teams, mm. and then make it that you can play. You can be selected for the All Blacks so long as you play within Super Rugby, but you don't have yep. to play for a New Zealand team. And then that opens up, takes mm. financial pressure off NZR. Yeah, and you can select. You know, and it gives players some more options, and you can select if you're playing in Japan or playing in Aussie as well. Totally agree. Tokyo, I've been screaming for Japan to be a part of it, but it's whether they want to disrupt their their league at the moment. Top league's probably up there, arguably with the best leagues around in, in the world. Um, but that would be absolutely vital for them to come in. It'll just strengthen Super Rugby, and you know allow us. But the, look, here's a quick question before we shoot off. Brody Retallick went over to the Kobe Steelers mm. a while back, and then he came back. You, it took him a wee while to find his feet. Well, so remember TJ and Bowden? Mm. They both had TJ, the same thing. Bowden, like players leave, and these players, I heard Sam Kane saying that the transition back into the All Blacks wouldn't be difficult. I think it is difficult. Mm. It's a total different game there. Like you don't have the physicality you get in at World Cups. You have a fast-paced game. You have little Japanese players that can grass cut you at your ankles and take you out. It is a different game. Yeah, and it, you, I reckon Brody Tallick probably towards the World Cup got back to his very best, but it took him a few years. It did. It took it took a while. Uh, so we're keen to hear from you on that as well. Double eight, double three. You're on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this summer.